On this episode, I go into the skills and competencies that you need to effectively engage the market for technology. And I'm gonna spoil it. It's actually not technology-led. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 28 of Arv's Notes. So, different location again. I'm actually in a mini phone booth. I'll let you guys have a look if you're on the vlog and not on the podcast, you can see. Um, this is one of the great things that we work. They've got these little uh, phone booths that you can duck into to um, take phone calls away from the noise. Uh, and I'm using it today to film. Um, I just made the call to head straight to the office uh, in the morning just to get some work done for a client and um, obviously needing to make sure that I record an episode uh, just doing it in one of these booths. So you might be seeing this a bit more into the future. Uh, so today's episode is going to be following on uh, from last week where we started to talk about what are the behaviors, the personalities that you need in your teams and or individuals uh, when looking at assigning technology projects, exploration, whatever it might be, uh, to them uh, for your small medium enterprise and not-for-profit. Uh, we started to talk about the four key personality types, and if you uh, haven't watched the episode, definitely watch that one first before this one. So uh, episode 26, I believe it is, so this episode 28, so yeah, t episode 26, um, I start to go into the Herman Brain Dominance Index, kind of mapping out those four key personality types, whether it be a creative, analytical, process, or emotional, and how you need the right mix in order to get uh, the right team together to lead your technology projects. Or as an individual, uh, my personal perspective that you need to be incredibly analytical and creative uh, in order to get uh, to the end outcome. If you haven't watched it, definitely go watch it now. But the natural follow-on from behavior and personality is then skills and competencies. That is what uh, are your individuals who you're going to put on these technology teams, uh, what are their skills, what are they proficient in, are they really, really technical, are they coding people, are they, who knows what that might be. And so how do you bring the right skills now and competencies to lead these projects as a small medium enterprise and not-for-profit as you go out to market for technology. And I think over the last sort of like 10 years, we've seen this uh, need for skills and competencies completely change, in my honest opinion. Um, and what do I mean by this? It comes back to a quote, which is often misquoted, um, and something that I talk to quite a bit, and that is the jack of all trades, master of none. Back in the 90s slash 2000s, you know, this quote that you always heard was master of all, ma no, jack of all trades, master of none. And really alluding to the fact that everyone uh, who, no matter who it was, you needed to be able to have deep domain expertise. That is, don't be a jack of all trades, get really, really narrow in your vertical and become an expert in that field. Because um, only then could you actually really deliver that value. And so for um, uh, <laughs> a bit of a, a little distraction there, but that's okay. Um, so when it came to being that expert into that vertical, um, it meant that you were able to do far more with it. So if you're a security professional, it was becoming an expert at 
intrusion protection, intrusion detection systems, um, or cybersecurity just as a vertical, and not being that jack of all trades IT manager that knew a little bit of cyber, a little bit of coding, a little bit on the hardware side um, of your data center, whatever it might be. Um, it was truly really get niche, uh, understand that, uh, and become incredibly proficient at it. And that was important at the time because I think when uh, as these domains started to develop and be started to become more complex, uh, you couldn't just get by with having that high level understanding of it anymore. You actually needed that deep domain expertise to leverage that piece of technology. And so, so through the 90s and to the early 2000s with the dot-com boom, um, you started to see technologies become far more complex and this need for expertise started to blossom. Now we've come to a point where in order to even be successful in technology, you need to be across so many things. You know, cybersecurity, uh, I mentioned just before, but that's become an incredibly important um, facet of technology because as we start to become more and more reliant on digital-based uh, technologies or information technologies, um, the need for robust cybersecurity technologies slash policies uh, is increasing. You know, the liability to businesses is increasing uh, incredibly. If you hold any kind of health data or you're doing more than $3 million in turnover, you are now obliged to be able to report to the market that you've been breached. And what does that do to your business? And so having that skill set on your side is incredibly important. But at the same point, now with big data and analytics and AI, it's now how do I even keep up with that? Because as more and more businesses go out into this um, AI space and big data space, um, you know, if you aren't keeping up with what your market is doing around these technologies, uh, you're going to get left behind because these technologies offer a huge amount of efficiencies um, and more effective service delivery with a very little uh, people overhead and so these businesses will start to thrive and if you don't keep up uh, you're gonna go out of business and so while yes it's getting more and more deep domain expertise but what is shifted now is instead of having that expertise internal within your organization it's more about partnering with those organizations that have built their businesses around these technologies and bring them and help them solve for that challenge. So the jack of all trades, master of none, isn't actually the full quote and saying. And I think the full quote needs to be brought back. In the 90s and 2000s, they chopped the end of that quote out in order to incentivize and get people to create this deep domain expertise uh, that you would usually have internally within your organization. And now it's shifted to, uh, you now need to effectively be the jack of all trades so that you have enough insight onto each of these elements so that you can bring that expertise into your business and effectively solve the challenges. And so the quote actually is, the jack of all trades, master of none, better than being the master of one. And that cannot be more true today for any not-for-profit, small and medium enterprise that doesn't have the cash flow, doesn't have the personnel to develop the deep domain expertise themselves and maintain that in-house. And more and more, we're seeing a lot of this having to be outsourced to companies that have built that domain expertise themselves and in fact now shifting it to 
as a small and enterprise not-for-profit, having individuals with that jack-of-all-trades style skill set, that ability to understand multiple technologies and how they come together and leveraging the market to then solve for those individual silos. That is 100% the way that we need to start moving forward um, and, and just the way the market is going. And so, when it comes to skills and competencies within a small enterprise or not-for-profit, you need to understand that you're not going to be able to internalize a lot of that IP. It's going to be too hard to maintain. And even if you were able to bring it in, the world around us is shifting so quickly. Technologies are becoming more complex. They're changing almost on a month-by-month -month basis. And so when you bring this talent in-house, you then need to maintain that body of work and knowledge, which means that you know they're not going to be delivering on your business as much, which means that overhead to you is going to be even greater, and you're not going to get the return on it. And so for any IT technology individual within your organization needs that broader jack-of-all-trades style um, skills and expertise to be effective in their roles, um, so that they can go to the market and effectively procure that IP, procure that technology expertise um, to help you solve and challenge. So it's about partnering with the market, not internalizing it yourself. Now that was very, very long-winded. That was, um, it may have gone a bit too far, but I think it sets the scene very, very well for how you as leaders within the not-for-profit space then need to start looking at hiring these individuals. It's not about being proficient in C++ if you're a programmer or you're a CCIE certified engineer or whatever it might be. It's about having individuals that have that broader understanding of technology, enough insights into each of these key verticals that they can then effectively engage the market to then bring all these different verticals together to deliver an end solution. And that is absolutely key. It's what Attica, what my skill set is based off, uh, and why I think that I have been as successful as I have in industry is because I am effectively an enterprise architect to a degree. An enterprise architect is the guy that, or gal, that brings all these different components together to see how they all work together and then delivers on that as a solution rather than getting into the nitty gritty of how do I program this, how do I deploy this, um, etc. So long-winded rant, jack of all trades, master of none, better than being the master of one is the mantra that I believe all SMEs and not-for-profits need to go down when they start looking at the talent that they bring into their organization to lead technology projects moving forward. Then it leads to two kind of projects in my, in my view. You've got the one-off pieces of technology, uh, i.e. a collaboration tool. You know, you're, you're realizing that your people in the field need a way to communicate with each other and share content with each other. So maybe you're looking at an Office 365 and Skype for business. Um, individual pieces of technology, like you need to upgrade your firewalls or you need to upgrade your antivirus software or whatever those individual pieces of technology might be. It's going to have a very different profile for the type of skills and competencies you need on your side than if you're looking at a much broader digital transformation uh, kind of project. Things like your 
a contact center based business today because you're delivering services out, uh, but you realize that the attention of your end user, whether it be a citizen, whoever it might be, is now shifting and realizing that it's more on this mobile device, like the one I'm recording on right now, that they're looking more to do chat, that they want to do video calling, that they want to engage with you very, very differently and that your service delivery model now needs to meet this changing need or changing mindset in the community. Now these projects are far more complex and as you're starting to solve strategic challenges and not one-off technology challenges, um, this jack of all trades, master of none skill set, um, this jack of all trades, sorry, skill set is gonna be far more important to understand how you bring all these pieces together. And the key piece that any technology individual needs when they're coming into this project is realizing that they have to be the bridge and be able to contextualize the business, i.e. what your business is trying to achieve, what your business does on a day-to-day -day basis, who the people within your business are, what their, uh, what their preferences are, what their um, default behaviors look like contextualize all of that and frame it correctly so that the market can then solve how you achieve that outcome. So when it comes to skills and competencies now within small and medium enterprises and not-for-profits, it's less about having that deep domain technical expertise, but having rather that jack of all trades, that broad experience, that broad expertise as to how all these technologies sort of come together that becomes far more important to have internally because these individuals, as they go out to the market to try and find these technologies, have to act as a bridge between all these organizations, um, between not only technology, but business. And so this leads me to, I think, the most fundamental need and shift for any small, medium enterprise, not-for-profit today, when you go out to market, uh, sorry, when you're going out to try and hire people to lead technology projects or bring people in to manage your technology, and that is, while they have to have enough technical competence to be able to understand the entire environment, they equally need that business competence, that business acumen, that ability to understand your core business so that they can act as an effective bridge between the business and the technology to ensure that the technology delivers for the business and that the business has articulated what it needs effectively to the market to procure the right technology. That bridge between the two is by far the most important cross-functional skill that every single not-for-profit and SME needs to look for and needs to foster within their people. So we'll bring it down to an actual example. Let's just say you're a community-based healthcare provider. So let's bring this to an actual example. Let's say that you're a community-based healthcare provider and the, the type of services you may deliver are, you know, uh, mental health support services. You have a clinic here um, and you're now realizing that the demand for your services is just so great. 
you don't necessarily have more income coming through or funding to allow you to deliver your services um, directly one-to-one -to, -one to your end consumer anymore. Sorry, or your end citizen anymore. And so you're realizing that in order to deliver on your message, what you really need to start to do is find a way to service more people with less. And so technology, you know, is key to being able to do that via the mobile device, via uh, smart home devices, um, whatever it might be, via self-health tools, self-diagnosis tools, whatever it might be online, you realize that that is the key to being able to unlock that ability to serve more with less. Now to do that, you know internally, you probably can't deliver all those platforms and systems yourselves. Um, and so now you need to engage the market. So the way that you engage the market is you've got an internal representative, whether it be an individual or a team that's able to articulate exactly the services that you deliver, how you deliver it, what is key, what is core for being able to be successful in its delivery and being able to frame that business, that uh, outcome to the end citizen, that uh, mode of delivery, that whatever it might be for that community health organization, you need to be able to articulate how the business needs to deliver and frame it in such a way that technology providers have all the information at their disposal to be able to solve it for you effectively. And so in this case, the individual that you need internally is not necessarily just a pure techie, but realizing that this individual um, needs to not only have enough technical competence to be able to engage the market um, credibly and effectively, but also needs that almost clinical slash community health understanding to be able to translate that effectively across into a technical scope. And so that individual is gonna be vastly different. And the funny thing is, in many cases, uh, because all you're doing in this case for this particular scenario, for this individual uh, community health-based organization, you realize that you actually don't necessarily always need to be technical first, and that rather, you need to be business first. And so this individual that you put into this project is not going to be an IT manager. It's not going to be an IT engineer. It's actually gonna be someone from service delivery or clinical that needs to upskill or develop a bit of a technical competence to understand how they frame this challenge to the market. And so when you start to realize this and it starts to click and you're like, actually, I actually don't need someone technical leading my technology project. You start to broaden that perspective as to what you actually need to do. You actually start to realize this is now business-led technology, not technology-led business. This is now, I actually need my um, services manager to step up now to come over and say, what do we need? Now, let's go out to the market and, help, and see what they can do for us and frame it and provide enough business context uh, to allow that market to solve it for you. So hopefully this episode has now sort of broadened your perspective, broadened your mind as to how you need to start to think about skills and competencies. And it's less about building that deep domain expertise internally, but rather being that jack of all trades. But more importantly, that you really need to start to think about um, 
the fact that you need a more business-led, outcomes-led approach to the market rather than technical, and that technical uh, may not be your answer. It will be very different for every single one of you. Each of your organization is going to be fundamentally different. And so, if at, at, at any point that you start to struggle with understanding how much business you need to bring on board uh, into that conversation in order to go out to the market, or you know, you realize that you need to be business-led but have no clue as to how to engage the market or who to actually go to, um, shoot me a message. I'm more than happy to help you guys out um, with pointing you in the right direction um, because the faster that we start to shift this mindset of business-led versus technical-led when it comes to technology projects as an SME not-for-profit, the faster it will start delivering some really, really good outcomes for the sector. And so, that's it for today's episode. Um, this one is going to be a bit choppy because I know I had a few distractions and whatnot, so it might be a bit choppy. Hopefully, I get the point across, and if not, um, uh, I'll probably try and redo this episode again once I've framed it probably a bit better in my mind and probably got less distractions around me. Um, redo this episode later down the line just to reinforce that uh, that need for more business-led capability rather than technical-led capability when it comes to technology projects uh, in our SME and not-for-profit space. So as always, thank you so much again for taking the time to watch this on the YouTube series, to listen to this on the podcast, and can't wait to see you guys next time.